We say good morning to our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman, on a White Coat Wednesday. Nice to have you, sir. Thank you. Nice to be back. One of my big charities before I left Montreal was juvenile diabetes, so I've always followed news about uh, diabetes very, very closely. And I think we sometimes neglect to note how much incredible progress there has been just in terms of testing and technology and administering insulin and stuff like that. But tell me about this new story about smart insulin. This is just absolutely incredible. Now, it's very preliminary. It's only been done in animals. But if they can then prove that it works safely in people, this will be a tremendous boon for uh, all types of diabetics. Now, remember, there's two different types of diabetes. The most common is what we used to call uh, insulin or non-insulin-dependent diabetes or type 2 diabetes. This is where your body's pancreas, that small little organ that sits at the very back, of your uh, in your tummy, um, manufactures insulin, but not enough to meet your body's needs. And that's usually because someone is overweight. Uh, in other words, there's just too much fat and it just it just it just can't cut through the uh, the fog. The type of diabetes that you often see in children, called juvenile onset or type 1 diabetes or insulin-dependent diabetes, which is the terminology we now use, that's where the pancreas just stops making insulin. And we think it's because the body turns on itself. This is, we think, an autoimmune disease triggered by a combination of genetics and something you're exposed to. Well, how do you manage it? You give people insulin. But unfortunately, the insulin that you and I can manufacture, which we don't, um, the insulin that is manufactured uh, in all sorts of different ways and people inject into themselves is either very long acting or very short acting, no in between. And it bears no relationship to the actual uh, levels of sugar, glucose circulating in the bloodstream. What if you could make a form of insulin that when you inject it sits there and only releases itself when it's needed? Well, that's what these scientists appear to have done. In a new formulation of insulin, what they've basically done is they've injected it underneath the skin, exactly like we inject insulin in, uh, in uh, type 1 diabetics. They injected it under the skin of the animals. And what they basically found was the level of sugar would push the insulin out as it was needed because of the way this formulation was made. And they could control sugar levels over a week by this one injection. Hmm. Now, think of what that means. That means much fewer injections, which obviously would be a boon, but even more importantly, it would mean that the amount of insulin being secreted through this injection would actually match the needs of the person using it. And that, rather than guessing what your sugar level is, rather than trying to balance your diet with your exercise, with your actual sugar levels by checking your sugar levels on a regular basis, you could just inject it and forget about it and be taken care of. So a huge potential boon. We'll have to wait and see what what comes out of this. Now, I was mentioning in my tease the idea of hugging a pillow. And every once in a while, Dr. Mitch, on social media, I'll come across these images of people who have pillows that are kind of like human, the, the human form that they're cuddling. And apparently this might be a good idea. Well, it can help you to sleep properly. The key thing is sleeping on your back, sleeping on your tummy may not be the best positions. And so maybe the best position just in terms of sleep mechanics may be sleeping on your side. Well, it's tough to sleep on your side. For anybody who does that, you know that you find yourself in all sorts of positions uh, throughout the night or the next morning. And so the hypothesis behind this is, especially if you use a long body pillow, but you could even do it with a smaller pillow, if you stack your knees, a pillow between your knees, and then hug or cuddle, as it were, a pillow, 
you're more likely to maintain that side position comfortably than if you didn't do anything. Of course, that also means that you need a special pillow uh, properly supportive for your head, so your head's maintained at the right angle. But this is where this whole idea comes by, that if you want to be able to sleep successfully on your side, hugging or cuddling with a pillow may actually help you mechanically achieve that. It also may be fun, but we won't go there. Yeah, okay. Uh, how about a means of quitting smoking? It could be a plant-based drug. I think we're down to about 14% of the population that still smokes. I wonder how many of them actually want to quit. Many of them would like to, but can't. And even though we have a huge number of different ways of helping people to stop uh, smoking, there are still some people who'd like to, none of these methods, hypnosis, the injectables, uh, nicotine patches, nicotine gum, none of these things have actually worked out to help them. And so any option that you can give them, an additional option would be really nifty. So in this case, it's cytosine, which is, um, a, a, a plant-based compound that has a long history of use in Europe, Eastern Europe and those countries, to help people stop smoking. This uh, series of studies that they reviewed in the journal Addiction looked at the use of this and found that this natural plant-based supplement, which is available over-the-counter without a prescription and is actually marketed for this indication, so if you're interested, speak to your pharmacist because you actually have to take it in a very specific way for it to work, may actually help people as well as nicotine replacement gum and other things. So if you're someone who's looking at trying to stop smoking, this may be an alternative that could work for you. So so definitely reach out to your pharmacist. It is available as a natural plant-based product without a prescription, um, depending upon what your pharmacy actually stocks. And one last story, this one about Alzheimer's disease, and apparently there is a sleep aid that may be of help. Yeah, so there's a category of um, medications that we use to help people fall asleep that block a specific receptor that you may never have heard of called the orexin receptor. And this is involved in wakefulness. Suvorexant is one of them, and it's the one that was studied in this study. Um, what they basically did was they gave different dosages or placebo to some study volunteers uh, and then sampled the fluid that bathes their brain and their spine through a lumbar puncture on a regular basis every two hours for 36 hours. And they basically found that the patients who got the highest dose of suvorexant noted in their fluid that was bathing their brain and their spinal cord a significant drop in the proteins that we think are involved with Alzheimer's disease. Now, it does improve that this medication will prevent Alzheimer's disease, but what it does show is that it lowers this protein that seems to be associated with it. So I'll have to watch and see what happens, but this could open a whole area of therapy that we didn't have before. Dr. Mitch, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. You have a great day. That's our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman, on a White Coat Wednesday.